Good morning, it's Thursday the 28th of March and this is going to be like a supplementary Tuesday, Thursday because um, you may have heard that I did not manage to record my, my one on Tuesday properly. I had actually done it and then looked back at the phone, which I record this on my phone, and realised that it hadn't recorded. Um, so the only thing I actually got around to mentioning was the arrival of my new book, The Gendered Brain by Gina Rippon. Um, I've started looking through it. I must admit, it's not um, totally engaging straight away. Um, and I guess I'm measuring every non-fiction book about brain activity to the brain that changes itself, um, but also The Gift of Fear, which I, th- I do just think is probably the best book about um, the impact of brain activity on a person's life that I have ever read. And I, I don't read, you know, a million pieces of um, popular neuropsychology, but I, I did really love that one. So if, I mean, I'm looking forward to reading The Gender Brain and I will read it. These morning ones I've noticed have got a different kind of energy. My evening ones, if I record these in the evening, they're usually a bit more kind of like, oh my God, I just got through my day. Whereas in the morning I'm caffeinated, I'm kind of like already pissed off because I have to drive this rotten commute. And um, I go through Kuyong, which is a, a very um, interesting... Okay, Kuyong is... Um, a totally elite wealthy area like the Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club the cars that turn right into the Kuyong Lawn Tennis Club my god um and it's near a really swanky private school and it's also the seat the the it's been a safe liberal seat since the dawn of time um obviously the dawn of Australian white Australian time I mean then um God, I wonder what it would have been like back when the Wurundjeri and that were in custodianing it. Sometimes I would really love to do one of those, you know, virtual sweeps and just see what this country was like before all of this concrete and steel and, you know, electricity and traffic and fuck, 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 you know, like... I don't think that this is a particularly attractive culture. This, this, um, I mean, it's, there's, there's things that, that are really beautiful. Like I was just driving past the most beautiful stone wall with steps leading up to a little grassy area, and that's really elegant. But not everybody has a blue stone, stone wall and a little grassy area. I mean, actually, there's some. I mean, we, I'm in the nice area. I'm driving through like Hawthorne and. You know basically the area that the rich people have been totally comfortable in for a very long time and it's it feels like that do you want to come out oh you moon brain fuck are you doing oh come on you're so close to hearing me beep you dick sorry pardon me morning (laughs) um so uh let me talk a little bit about so my fascination with the 1975 continues. I'm super excited about the Australian tour. I'm also a, a, a mite concerned about how Maddie's going to cope with the travelling and the touring, um, given his, um, you know, his his intended sobriety. Because I imagine that would be quite a challenging time. And I would really like. I know this. This sounds. This probably sounds like a total fantasy. But I would really like to interview the whole band. Um, the drummer is this guy called George who has this lovely deep voice and he seems very sweet. I've got to get my head around the names of the other 
the other boys in the band, but there's this lovely energy about them as a group. And, and I realized that Maddie Healy is obviously the one who's out front and, you know, he's totally adorable and, you know, he's, he's a real front, front person. Um, he's a real sort of Jim Morrison style front person, like he's charismatic and he's sexy and he, and he writes all the, you know, writes the lyrics and he sings and he's the one up the front dancing, but he seems to be very um, in sync with his group. And when he was talking in this interview that I watched about, about his sobriety and he said one of the challenges for him was actually um, that he, he was always surrounded by people who, who didn't want him to be doing hard drugs, who, who, who would have noticed. And so he said that the thing he didn't like about becoming an addict was how it turned him into a liar. And he, and he would have to lie in order to, um, uh, wow, there's a, there's like a shit fight at this particular tiny little intersection. There's a fancy Range Rover and a fancy, all right, I'm going to turn, all right. Um, this is the fancy school. So I'm going past the super fancy school. I go into there because of course they have, they have traffic lights. Of course the fancy school has some traffic lights to help all of their precious little ones cross the road and hop out of there. What the fuck is that? That's a Tesla. Yeah. Tesla. All right. We have a Tesla, a Range Rover, um, BMW, Land Rover, BMW, Mercedes, Mercedes. Yeah, this is... I've got a Mercedes behind me, two Mercedes going past me, an Audi. <laughs> and they all look like agents from the Matrix. There is no color. It's all so, sort of this very somber, aspirational charcoals and silver. And, oh, the Audi's going to let the other Audi out, but only just... <laughs> Yep, Tesla, another Tesla, Audi, Land Rover. I swear there is not a car parked to drop off a precious infant at this school that would be worth less than $100,000. And this is probably, like most of these cars are probably their second car, Let be, let's be honest. The hedge fund dude who bankrolls this, he's probably got something really mint. Doesn't do the school run? Yeah, right. So usually by the time I've been caught up in this traffic and forced to drive past all of this wealth, I'm usually pretty pissed off about the inequality wealth thing, um, which is, I think it would be sort of stupid. There was a really good article in The, in the Guardian, maybe it was on the, no, it was actually, I think it was ABC, about how the root of all of these problems in wealth inequality and the lack of wage growth in Australia, which is, is causing a lot of people's household budgets to just go backwards, while in the meantime, corporate profits are re re reaching record highs. And it's like, I think it's, it's sort of, it, it's concerning really, Jaguar, it's concerning that um, <clears throat> people haven't connected the dots more clearly between the eroding of uh, workers' rights, bargaining rights, Lexus, um, Land Rover, uh, and see, most of these people have probably got these cars on leases or something, and they write it off as a tax thing because they're smart. They're smart, and they can pay someone to help. So this is Land Rover's parked like dead in front of the school. Like he's not even pulled over into the parks. Boot, boot open, doors open. Like the 
the bald-faced entitlement of these people. Oh my God. The bald-faced entitlement of these, these people. It's infuriating. And to drive through Kuyong, a seat held by Josh Frydenberg, where Julian Burnside, the QC, who's actually tried to stand up for refugee rights against the in, insidious erosion of human rights in Australia, in how we deal with our international responsibilities, in how we treat single mothers, in how we treat the indigenous population, in how we have allowed the employers to decide whether or not they want to do the right thing by their employees on a case-by-case -case basis. It's no wonder I'm pissed off by the time I get to work. And there we have a heritage triumph. See, that will be the car. There we go, beautiful little heritage triumph. And I love those sorts of cars, but I'm not kidding myself about what it takes to be able to own one and drive one. That car is completely impractical. It would suit two people, hardly any luggage. That's enough for a mini brake, which we don't say in Australia. I'm really glad about that because mini brake is just such a, such a vulgar expression. It's a really nice colour though, this little Triumph. But you know what? I really kind of want to spray paint on this beautiful natural hedge. Wake the fuck up, Kuyong. It's never going to happen. I wouldn't do that. I don't want to get in trouble. But on that note, do take care of yourself. Because it's a jungle out there and it makes me wonder how I keep from going under. And stay true to what you really believe in don't forget to push back because you give a mile give an inch and they'll take a mile you know and then they'll charge you interest on the mile and then they'll offer you refinancing on that mile so just like yeah you can watch watch yourself and be careful because the piranhas are everywhere anyway take care of yourself and i'll see you next tuesday